You're listening to Renegade Talk Radio. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the War Room. I'm your host, Harrison Smith. We're very happy to be with you here for this Thursday broadcast. And yes, folks, the rumors are true. The gaming world is alight. The fire of liberty. The Alex Jones defeats the New World Order game is now available for public consumption. I have to admit, I had uh, I had some privy access to this about a month ago. Very fun game in the style of Metal Slug, but with all of your favorite New World Order creatures to defeat. Let's watch this special report on the New World Order Wars game. Here it is. AlexJonesGame.com is the coordinates of victory against the globalists and their zombie hordes. New World Order Wars, exclusively available at AlexJonesGame.com. Oh, the levels. Level 1, Big Tech Pharma's Mad Vaccine Lab. Ready. Go. Objective, defeat Dr. Fuker and save the Beagles. Location, Vaccine Lab. Enemies, zombie scientists with giant vaccine needles, zombies in hazmat suits and flamethrowers, gay frogs that vomit rainbow slop, the mini-boss, billionaire virgin, you know who he is. Mm, I'm going to lower the world's population. (laughs) Mr. BG, the final boss in level one, the world's most evil control freak mad scientist, Dr. Fuka. Put on your mask, peasant. Level two, we invade Silicon Valley to free the slaves and stop the censorship. No. You can't silence me, libtards. I'll destroy you. Objective, defeat Big Tech lizard nerd and free the patriots locked in Big Tech jail. Location, San Francisco. Enemies, homeless zombies throwing poop, rabid zombies pushing shopping carts, and crazed rabid gay frogs. They're turning the friggin' frogs gay. And finally, you face the top boss, Big Tech Lizard Nerd, who's holding a giant van hammer and is guarding a jail full of censored patriots. You will be silenced. And next, in level three, you're off to Epstein Island in the Caribbean to save the babies from the clutches of you-know-who. Objective, defeat the crooked witch of the West Wing and save the babies and children. <laughs> I came, I saw, he died. Enemies, skeletons of the elite who have died and turned evil. They attack you by throwing bones, Venus flytraps, gay bats, and gay frogs. You face the level's mini-boss, the world's most famous rapist, as he plays a saxophone in his boxer shorts atop of Epstein's temple. I'm taking you down, rapist. I did not have sexual relations with that saxophone. (laughs) And finally, you face the crooked witch of the West Wing, who arrives spectacularly on a broomstick and a wand blasting spirit-cooking spells. Oh, they're going to be singing, ding-dong, wicked witch is dead. I'm here to save the poor, innocent babies. And of course, Special guests at every level aid you in your critical time of need to help secure victory against the globals. These gay frogs are really grossing me out. What is going on? Level four, trucker showdown in Canada or the new Cuba. Ready. Go. 
Unfreeze their money, you communist scumbags. Objective, defeat Castro Jr. to unfreeze the frozen money for the Canadian truckers. No one is taking your rights. Level, Icy Canada. Main character, Alex Jones in the InfoWars tank. Enemies, semi-trucks commanded by gay frogs. Fake news vans, globalist helicopters, gay bats, gay rats, and gay frogs. Flamethrower! Then you face not one, but two deadly underbosses. The Clown News Network's Jake Tapper and Brian Stelter appear in hot air balloons. FNN reports you are a dangerous extremist. But then you must face the level's final boss, Castro Jr. He appears in a giant airship that gunned down Alex Jones with a machine gun and bombs. We're freezing your money for your safety. Finally, Level 5 takes you to the New World Order headquarters. Stop the Great Reset in Davos, Switzerland. Objective, stop the globalist vampires from nuking the world with gay frog bombs in Davos, Switzerland. Enemies, all of the previous enemies, vaccine zombies, homeless zombies, skeletons, news vans, globalist helicopters, gay frogs, bats, rats, as well as gargoyles that spit lava and black cats. The most dreaded mini-boss, the Nazi dragon. Dragon, your happy making is and I all The War Room with Harrison Smith is where the shields of truth are forged in the fires of inquiry. All right, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. This is The War Room. What's the exact uh, URL, guys? AlexJonesGame.com. I think that's what it is. AlexJonesGame.com And I'll tell you, you know, there's a lot of crummy mobile games out there. There's a lot of, you know, just crummy stuff. They're trying to get you to download the game so they can get access to your info or so they can, you know, get you to do little microtransactions and really the game itself is uh, is no good. You saw from that last four minutes, this game is... Actually incredible. I mean, the art is beautiful. Well, simultaneously beautiful and horrifying. The mechanics are rock solid. It was built from the ground up. I got to play it a little bit when it was still in production, and it does take skill to complete, but you can do it. Fun for all ages. I think a wonderful Christmas present here as we approach uh, Thanksgiving. But it, it really is a beautiful game. Built from the ground up, like I said. Not just a rehash of some other game but totally original from the ground up with original voice acting. I've been very excited for this game to come out for a very long time, so I'm glad it's finally here. I mean, look at that. I mean, that's it's art. It's true digital art, and we love to see it. So go to uh, alexjonesgame.com and get Alex Jones NWO Wars, the official Alex Jones video game. Get it now before it's banned. Just awesome stuff. We got a lot to talk about today. There's been some... Very interesting drama over the last 24 hours, centering around Daily Wire, Candace Owens, Ben Shapiro. It's, well, it's a little little rocky on the good ship, Lollipop. Not the, not the smoothest sailing. There's also been a pretty interesting phenomenon, again, over the last 24 hours. Things are moving so quickly these days. With people siding with Osama bin Laden... I'm I'm a little bit worried about this. I'm a little bit concerned. We've talked about it a lot. We talked about it all last week, too. The overdosing of the red pill. 
the idea that some people are just cognitively, spiritually not ready to understand certain truths, it's kind of sad, actually. People have been so degraded into, you know, sort of unthinking vessels for propaganda that, like, a a letter from Osama bin Laden makes them suddenly think that 9-11 was a good thing, and it's just like, what is wrong with you? (laughs) I'm kind of struggling to understand this. It's, it's, I mean, I guess it makes sense, right? It's like the people who are the most likely to just completely fall for one lie, you show them the other side of the argument and they just completely fall for that. When the reality is somewhere in the middle and then the actual awakening, the actual 30,000 foot bird's eye view of the situation tells you that Osama bin Laden has been a CIA agent since... I don't the seventies that nine eleven was an inside job, and that the letters were probably written somewhere in Langley, Virginia. People maybe aren't ready for this realization. But I'm a little bit concerned. I'm a little bit concerned at the TikTok effect of random like housewives suddenly being plunged into the depths of conspiracy and not knowing which way is up. It's a little bit concerning. This is why, this is, I think you'll remember on on Friday when we did a whole show about dealing with, you know, the black pill, not overdosing on red pills. I think you'll, you'll recall that I said, you have to follow the people that have been through this before. You're going out into a wilderness, right? The mainstream media narrative is a well-lighted highway that it's like impossible to get lost on. It's like the the bumpers on the on the bowling alley. It's like it doesn't matter how bad you are. You're just going to go towards the. You're going to go towards the direction they want you to go. When you go off the beaten path, when you go away from the well lighted, well guarded mainstream media path where they're trying to lead you, it can be a wilderness of lies and deceit and truth and reality, and it all looks this, all looks the same but different, and the, you don't know what to trust, what's just a shadow, what's real. But luckily, there are people that have pat- that have charted this path before. There are people like Alex Jones. There are people like David Icke. There are people like Tucker Carlson who can show you the way and guide you through the wilderness to the promised land of truth and reality. And I'm afraid right now there's people that have been just trudging along on the path, on the well-lighted highway for their whole lives, and then all of a sudden they like step on some Looney Tunes springboard and just are flung off into the wilderness and they look around and it's dark and, and scary and they don't know what to believe. And suddenly they're like, Bin Laden's a good guy? Wait, what? I thought I thought Bin Laden was a bad guy. I guess he's the good guy. I guess we're the bad guy. And it's just like, okay, calm down. Calm down. It's okay. It's all right. We are the, we are the mountain rescue here. We're going to come helicopter in and pick you up and take you to safety. Fear not. The world is not as as bleak and dark and scary as it may seem when you're first exposed to this sort of stuff. But I, I am I'm very concerned. And I guess people just don't. I, I don't. I don't know. It's like this is what happens. This is what happens when you 
degrade all conversations down to black and white, good and evil. People are stuck in that mode even when the good and the evil become a little shaky. So in their mind, they're like trained on this Hollywood concept of absolute good and absolute evil. And now that they've realized that the absolute good might not be as good as you think, and the absolute evil isn't just operating off senseless evil, but they still think good and evil. So now they're just like, oh, the evil is good and the good is evil. And they just flip it, but they still have this black and white cut down the middle paradigm, which is wrong, which is incorrect. There are nuances. There are subtleties. I mean, let's just let's just take as an assumption, as a false, widely disproven assumption that uh, bin Laden did, in fact, carry out 9-11. You can say that his grievances were valid. We can go through his grievances and see the letter that he wrote, two letters, one in 2002, one in 2008. Sometimes these are conflated. They're two different letters. It's obvious one of them was not written in 2002 because it mentions the presidency of Barack Obama, but people seem to have missed that part. Let's assume that these letters are both legitimate and actually the reason that he actually pulled off 9-11, which again, we know that's wrong, but that's okay. Let's take it from the normie perspective. Just because somebody has grievances against a, a country, a race, a group of people, does not mean they are therefore justified in murdering 3,000 innocent people. Is this a difficult concept to understand? I, like, I don't I, Honestly, we'll show some videos. We'll get some videos from TikTok. We'll show you some videos of some of these poor young women, because that's mostly who it is. It's like college women or like soccer moms. They're sitting there in their kitchen, their, their nice, you know, marble-covered kitchen going, Bin Laden was the good guy the whole time. It turns out that Bin Laden was, he's the, he's the good guy and we're the bad guys. And we totally deserved it. It was good. And it's like, no, no, the people of New York City did not deserve to be incinerated by a jumbo jet. What are you talking about? No, America didn't deserve to have two of its most iconic monuments torn down on live TV. What are you talking? And honestly, the whole thing has just left me with this, this like, it's almost a black pill on my part that it's like America is so psychologically broken, even showing them the truth just sends them down a spiral of more unhealthy concepts and mindsets and, and, you know, realizations. And we're just, we're just here to tell you that the truth is not always what it seems. Yes, our authority's been lying to us the whole time. Yes, some of the people that are portrayed as good are in fact evil. Some of the people that have been portrayed as evil have a reason for doing what they're doing. Yeah, but the, the real truth, the real 30,000-foot view is that in the world of geopolitics, there's a grace, there's a gray zone, there's a gray area, and that's where we want to operate. Be right back. A lot of people have asked me, why is InfoWars Store at InfoWars Life not had a probiotic for more than three years? And the answer is simple. We only bring you the highest quality to lowest prices. We had a top maker, top certified of probiotics for more than seven years. They got bought by a libtard company and said, we're not doing business with you, Mr. Jones, anymore. Finally, we got a probiotic just as good or better with a top lab 
that loves our show, we're able to private label it under InfoWars MD as our probiotic formula. So you can get a super high quality probiotic for amazing gut health and more at InfoWarsStore.com for 25% off right now. Now, wherever you get your probiotics, it's something everybody should be doing. But I'm asking you to try our probiotic. I think you're going to have an amazing effect and it funds our entire operation. So get your InfoWars MD probiotic today at InfoWarsStore.com. It's a high quality formula and it keeps us on the air. Take action now at InfoWarsStore.com. Why do you think the globalists are desperately trying to censor everybody? Why are they attacking myself and Donald Trump and Elon Musk and everybody else? Because they can't get through this giant megalomaniacal power grab if we're here exposing them. But we're not just exposing their operation. In my new book, we give you the solutions to build a new, better world, an alternative to Klaus Schwab's You Will Eat the Bugs. This is the Great Awakening. The plan to defeat the globalist and launch the second great renaissance. It's a companion to my last book that was a number one worldwide bestseller. And this book is even thicker and even more powerful. Get your copy of The Great Awakening today at InfoWarsStore.com. Either signed as a fundraiser, and I thank you for the support, or unsigned. But whatever you do, take action now. We're fighting for you, but we can't keep on if you don't support us. So please, get the historic book now. Go now to InfoWarsStore.com and get The Great Awakening. The Great Awakening at InfoWarsStore. The War Room. InfoWars.com forward slash show. All right, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. This is The War Room. I'm your host, Harrison Smith. No guest today, so we are going to be opening up the phone lines for your calls a little bit later, maybe halfway through the show. We'll do that. We have a lot of stories to cover, a lot of videos to get to. And I guess, I mean, we can keep talking about this uh, Osama bin Laden thing, but... You know, we never said the awakening would be easy. We never said it'd be totally smooth sailing. You know, once you undermine and and largely destroy the basis of so many people's entire belief systems, they're they're out there looking for something else. And the truth is that we've just gone off the rails. The rails aren't the problem. We are just not on the rails anymore. The rails are the Constitution. The rails are Americanism. The rails are capitalism moderated by virtue. These are the things that made America successful. These are the things that both ensure and are born from liberty. And when you focus on that, and when you see the world through that lens, then you can not fall for the false dichotomies. We'll try to we'll try to guide the way here. We'll try to light the path. But let's talk about you know, Candace Owens, I guess. The the Candace Owens Ben Shapiro conflict would be sort of a a part of this as well. I talked about it a little bit on Twitter. Just the difference between the Ben Shapiro, Candace Owens thing, and the way that, you know, Alex is my boss, like Ben Shapiro is Candace Owens' boss, and we have differing opinions on what's going on in Israel. It's obvious if you 
watch any of our shows. But Alex has never treated me the way that Ben Shapiro treats Candace Owens. And I would never treat Alex the way that Candace Owens treats Ben Shapiro. Because even if we do differ, and I don't even, I don't even think we do differ that much, honestly, if you really, if people are saying, you should have a debate. And it's like, you know, I'm not even, I'm a little bit more moderate than even somebody like Nick Fuentes, but if you saw the Nick Fuentes, Alex Jones, they weren't even debating that much. It was a lot of agreement there. So there'd be a lot of agreement regardless. Our ultimate goal is always shared. It's avoiding World War III. It's identifying and preventing the plans of the globalists in pseudo one world government. And I'd say that it's it's not even that we disagree on topics or on like instances. To be honest, I think Alex just has like a, a even wider spectrum view than I do. I tend to respond to like what's going on and talk about it as the, as the news is coming out. And Alex is literally just, he's just like on a Zeppelin above the clouds, seeing everything play out and not, not even getting into the intricacies on a daily basis, but seeing the ultimate path and ultimate goal of where this goes. So I actually respect Alex's position and I'm not, I'm not even here to say he's wrong in any way. I'm not conceited enough to think that I know more than him. In fact, I, I, sympathize and, and understand his position quite a bit just from being in this space for seven years or so. And I've talked about it before. And people often use the the term toxic to describe groups or topics. It's toxic. I never liked that term, but I realized that it's an appropriate one for certain topics, for certain categories of of discussions that take place online or anywhere else. Candace Owens and Ben Shapiro are trying to destroy each other. Uh, Yeah, the speculation is that Candace Owens probably has a good uh, contract with Ben Shapiro, so he can't actually just fire her because if he just fires her, he'll probably have to pay her a big severance package. So he's trying to get her to quit, but she doesn't want to quit and is just clinging on to it. And this is this is the thing. This is a this is a what we like to call a toxic relationship. Neither one can get out, but they're just feeding on each other's negative energy. And Ben Shapiro, at least, and probably to some extent Candace Owens, are operating off pure emotion and irrationality. Now, Alex is an emotional guy, but his positions are thoroughly thought out and grounded in logic and reality and considerations beyond his immediate emotional response. That's not the case with Ben Shapiro. See, Ben Shapiro's reaction is entirely emotional. Ironic, I know, from the guy who made his career on the phrase, facts don't care about your feelings, but feelings are guiding him in everything that he's doing right now, so he's acting like a spoiled little dummy and insulting Candace Owens in public to the shocked disgust of the people listening. And again, he, he keeps using this phrase that I pointed out yesterday where he's like, it's not sophisticated. Her view isn't sophisticated and her faux sophistication about this is petulant. And it's just all, and it's just like, you really think you sound like the sophisticated one just foaming at the mouth 
being like, all of them, kill all of them, burn everything down, all of them. Oh, that's the sophisticated take, is it, Ben? Oh, you're so sophisticated when you're calling for the elimination of an entire ethnic group. I, I'm sorry. I, th- I thought that was sort of despicable and evil. I realize now that I'm just not as enlightened and sophisticated as you are on the matter. Nobody is siding with Ben Shapiro. I'll say that right now. Nobody. Candace Owens and he have exchanged barbs on Twitter, which again, how pathetic. Give the lady a call, Ben, if you want to set her straight. But I wonder if he has some fear of like, she, she's going to do to him what Steven Crowder did to his business partner, record the phone call and leak it. So he'd rather just do it all on, on Twitter. But in all of their exchanges, Candace Owens has ratioed Ben Shapiro. In other words, her response is, have a lot more support from the general audience than his do. But he's not taking that as a hint. He's not taking that as a sign. He's doubling down. And in fact, a ton of people now are claiming that Candace Owens' statement, quote, Christ is king, is anti-Semitic. Is an anti-Semitic. It's an att- ben Shapiro said he thought it was an attack on himself. And there's a lot of people now saying, uh, this is deeply, it's an anti-Semitic dog whistle, be careful saying Christ is king because you might not realize that you are actually participating in anti-Semitism. It's just like, that's it's a weird thing to say, actually. It's very weird. It's very bizarre. I've never in my life heard somebody express their, their religious belief and think that it was an attack on mine. Right? I mean, I, I just... I don't understand. I don't understand what is going on in the heads of these people. And we'll get into it here on the other side. It's Ben Shapiro and Jonathan Greenblatt, many others. Here's the exchange. We read it yesterday. Blessed are the peacemakers, he says. If you feel you're taking money from Daily Wire, sometimes it comes between you and God. By all means, quit. I don't know. I don't know. I get. I mean, this is why we don't do drama. I, I usually don't do drama. This drama is just too juicy to pass up. Because now I'm suddenly agreeing with Kyle Kalinske, and that's the last thing I want. That's the last thing I want to be doing today, agreeing with Kyle Kalinske. This is ridiculous, Ben Shapiro. Finally, after close to a year, in early November, where I'm cutting this ad, we finally got one of our flagship products back in stock, Ultra 12, the highest quality vitamin B12 organic. You take it out of the tongue so you get better absorption of the body through your blood vessels. And what it does to every system in your body is simply incredible. It's the natural, clean energy, focus, immune system, everything. And it's 40% off exclusively at InfoWarsStore.com. This has been rated as the best B12 in the country. It's available from a top lab that we private label it through at InfoWarsStore.com. Ultra 12, vitamin B12, taken sublingually, now back in stock at InfoWarsStore.com. Or you can call toll-free and order it as well, 888-253-3139. And Ultra 12 funds the InfoWar as well. The War Room. InfoWars.com forward slash show. Smith invites you to the war room. 
the command center in the battle for clarity and truth. All right, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Let's let's indulge, shall we? Let's indulge in some of the drama. We do it so rarely. So why not? Why not take this opportunity to delve into some of the conflicts between our media rivals? We're not even really rivals. In fact, we gave Candace Owens her first big break, if you remember. I remember extremely well, back when she was called Red Pill Black. You guys remember InfoWars Live 3 to 5 back in 2018? Good Lord, 2018, five years ago. Because it was before we got kicked off everything, and that happened in 2018, right? I think it was around October of that year that we started InfoWars Live 3 to 5. What a, what a fun, wild time that was. And we used to have Candace Owens on, uh, Candace Owens on quite a bit in her guise as a uh, red pill black. And of course she, she moved on and forgot all about us. And we understand it happens a lot. It happens all the time. Should we start with that? Let's start with this appearance way back. I mean, before we had either other studio before we'd been kicked off the internet. Back before we, were identified and recognized and attacked as the threat that we truly are. Let's go to clip number 15 here. Flashback, uh, Alex Jones gives Candace Owens her first break. Let's watch. Thanks for coming into town. I'm so happy to be here. Great to have you. Uh, you're even more impressive in person. It's, it's, it's uh, wonderful to have you. Where should you start in the few months we've got to break? I think you should recap right. what the feminist cult tried to do to you. Uh, you know, in your own words, they just thought basically you're a woman, uh, you're reportedly, you know, supposedly a minority, uh, and then you, so you belong to them. Right. Um, absolutely. So long story short, I was creating, I considered myself a Democrat and a liberal about a year and a half ago as Trump was kind of rising up. Um, I can, I was trying to build a product called Social Autopsy, which uh, Paul just mentioned. And essentially, I thought I was creating something that was going to help stomp out bullying. The my passion behind it was well-intended, but it was totally naive and not something that now I know that I shouldn't have done. And while I was doing that product, um, I was contacted by these you know, self-proclaimed feminists, and they basically tried to take me out. The same women that were saying that they were being attacked by anonymous trolls on the internet were telling me that they didn't want to figure out who these anonymous trolls were. Um, and long story short, I figured out that these girls were harassing themselves, that it was all a lie, and that there was no movement of white male conservatives that were stalking and harassing these girls. And when I made that statement, the left media came after me and tried to smear me. I was literally force fed the red pill, which is why I can call myself red pill black. So that was Candace Owens getting her start here on InfoWars. Since then, she's moved on and, and may very well now be regretting that decision. That's okay. That's all right. Clip number 13. This is Candace Owens. So Candace Owens went on with Tucker Carlson yesterday. And it was a extremely powerful interview. I mean, there are innumerable chunks of valuable information in this little, uh, in their little conversation. We have a few of them here. Let's go now to clip 13. Candace Owens talks to Tucker, uh, Tucker about her disagreements with Ben Shapiro. Let's watch. You know what? 
Ben and I have many disagreements, so I don't think that that's particularly something that's interesting. Um, we disagreed on the COVID vaccine. We disagree yes. on Ukraine and Russia. He has taken virtually every stance that has been the opposite of mine on every issue uh, over the last five years. So I don't think that that's particularly remarkable. Vaccine. Really, I didn't remember that. Yeah, he was pro the COVID vaccine. I was anti the vaccine. You know, we were all idiots for not getting the vaccine. So that's totally fine. I, I am totally open to people having a difference in opinion. Right. I would hope that amongst colleagues that it would always be civil disagreement and i would never in a private event stand on a table and talk badly about ben it's just a little say, weird it's a little weird so he was on the left on those three biggest issues of our time is what you're saying he has converted <laughs> his opinions he's accepted responsibility he said you know i was wrong about the vaccine oh, good. Good uh, he is you know obviously pro pharma his mom's a doctor and i say to people i'm very aware of my perspectives on big pharma and yes. i talk about it on my show openly and i think that that's a tremendous credit to the daily wire that they allow a difference of opinions. But I would, I, as I said, hope that it would remain respectful yeah. and that you wouldn't throw your colleagues um, under a bus, so to speak. I, think, that, I think, that, think that's fair. That's fair. That's fair. Episode 39, Candace Owens responds to Ben Shapiro with timestamps there. Todd Carlson, of course, posting that exclusively on X. Let's go to another clip here. It's one I just put in. Where were these college donors for the past 10 years? I'm telling you, folks, we're just just always ahead of the curve. That's just the reality. And if you've been watching this show, this is literally the exact argument that I was making as soon as these stories broke about billionaire Jews funding places like Harvard and Stanford, withdrawing their funding and essentially saying if you want to keep getting the money I've been funding you with, then you have to clamp down on anti-Semitism. You have to stop student protests. You have to make it illegal to wave a Palestinian flag on your campus. All these demands with the threat of withholding money hanging over them. And of course, it's it's one of, well, let's just go to the clip and then we'll talk about it on the other side. Here's uh, Tucker Carlson and Candace Owens talking about this phenomenon. Let's watch. So, yeah, it does sound like they are a bunch of mockingbirds, which is appropriate, of course, because that was the CIA program title. It was called Operation Mockingbird. You are not a conspiracy theorist for knowing the truth. And you are correct if you know about the mockingbird being something that the CIA has never discontinued. So first and foremost, in case you are not aware of what Operation Mockingbird All right, sorry, wrong, was, wrong clip here. Let's uh, that's from a different um Clip of her on her uh, Daily Wire show. This is a clip from Tucker Carlson uh, last night talking about the uh, donors to colleges withdrawing money. Let's watch. However, then I thought, well, wait a second. If the biggest donors at, say, Harvard have decided, well, we're going to shut it down now, where were you the last 10 years when they were going for white genocide? You were allowing this. And then I found myself really hating those people, actually. that You're okay with that? On what grounds were you okay with that? And I, this is what I've been trying to explain to the pro-Israel lobby, that what you are seeing is a lack of support, is people that are asking the question is, where were you yeah. <laughs> as we have endured all of you this? You were paying for it, actually. Right. You were paying for it. You were, you were paying for it. you were, were calling okay my children immoral for their skin color. You paid for that. Yeah, and and so why it. shouldn't I be mad at you? I don't understand. And so that is, you know, obviously you have a, a ton of white people that are asking this question and they're now being called anti-Semitic. And I think that that's wrong. I think these are meaningful questions that deserve to be answered. Why was this uh, this sort of verbiage allowed into the curriculum? I mean, could you imagine if in the curriculum it said that every 
every Jewish person born is a terrorist? Yeah, so uh, that's exactly right. I think Tucker speaks for a lot of people, and he goes on in that interview to express, again, just perfectly in line with what we talked about here, in that there's nothing wrong with donors to colleges withdrawing support and even using that support as leverage to get them to stop talking about things that are hateful or racist against the group that those people are a part of. I guess my question is not so much why the Jewish donors were okay with funding anti-white rhetoric and and classes and entire philosophies uh, allowing them to gain a foothold and then really flourish on college campuses for years and years and years because that's it's their prerogative where are white people where are the white billionaires the white donors that are allowing this to happen where are the white people who are sitting there funding the institutions to the tunes of millions of dollars a year hearing that they have courses called like anti-whiteism or you know what whatever all these courses they're innumerable obviously i mean all you have to do is be paying attention for the last several years it's not that it's bad that jews are doing it the bad thing is that in our cultural milieu white people aren't doing that and don't feel safe doing that and in fact would be called racist hateful bigots if they were to do the same thing We have not had this many of our best-selling products back in stock in years because of supply chain breakdowns and all the rest of the stuff that's going on. And these are game-changing products. It's like our information's game-changing. These products are incredible. And I'm personally glad that these are now back in stock. All three of the InfoWars Platinum flagship products that have been sold out for months are now back in stock, but a very limited run because we only had a budget to get three or four thousand bottles of each one of these we've got four thousand bottles of the hgh max boost that people love so much we've got about four thousand bottles of 1776 testosterone boost that just came in and we've got about three thousand bottles of pain md incredible natural pain reliever situation all three of these are back in stock and they're incredible and they fund our operation at infowarsstore.com Where were you when humanity was fighting for its life? Where were you when the globalists were caught trafficking millions of children for sex slavery worldwide? Where were you when the New World Order was starting World War III with Russia? Well, I know where you are. You're watching and listening to InfoWars.com right now, and I salute you and thank you. And I want to encourage all of you who've been in this fight so long to realize we've reached the critical juncture in the battle now. And a key tool in that fight is the Great Awakening Defeating the Globalists and Launching the Next Great Renaissance. This is my second book, part two of The Great Reset and the War of the World. It's a longer book, a quite frankly more powerful book. And just like the last book went to number one, it is up to you to send to number one right now. This is a cultural fight against the globalists, and it funds the Info War. Get signed or unsigned copies of The Great Awakening right now at InfoWarsStore.com. I want to thank you all for your support. This is a book everybody needs. Get your copy of The Great Awakening right now. The War Room. InfoWars.com forward slash show.
right, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. This is The War Room, Infowars.com. Infowarsstore.com is how you support us. Band.video, of course, where you can go to share these links. We do have a lot of stories to get to here. We're just indulging. We're indulging a little bit in the drama around the Daily Wire. I think I'll play one more clip to illustrate what I'm talking about here with Ben Shapiro, clip number 24. Here's Ben Shapiro once again wielding the word sophisticated like a like a hammer to browbeat anybody who disagrees with him in an interesting way. Let's watch. There are people who are soft-headed, who are interested in the moral equivalence game because it makes them feel sophisticated. There are people who do the moral equivalence game because it makes them feel like they can have a level of disconnect from the conflict, and that makes them feel very good about themselves. The easiest position in any conflict is to both sides the thing. But the reality is the vast majority of Americans are not doing that. Yeah, you're soft-headed. You're not sophisticated. What's this? Hold on, I I hadn't seen that yet. So Candace Owen says... I think it's important to state that I had Alex Jones on my newest show and publicly apologized for him not for not having his back when he was censored off Twitter initially because I was new to the movement and scared. No beef between me and Alex Jones at all. Mark Dice. So this was so Mark Dice posted that video that we played earlier, the original with uh, Candace Owens and Alex Jones. And Mark Dice responds, I wasn't implying you turned your back on him after he boosted you. It was just a reminder that Alex is a trailblazer and mainstream com- uh, conservative media always lags behind. Candace Owens says, sorry, uh, you aren't wrong. Sorry if I mistook that. It's all love over here, folks. And we are always on the forefront. We are always on the cutting edge. We are always on the cusp of what is acceptable, I guess you could say. But it's becoming more and more acceptable. In fact, Alex Jones is being seen around quite a bit these days. Russell Brand had him on today. Jack Posobiec had him on today. I think that may just be the beginning of Alex Jones's media blitz here as we end out 2023 and gear up for what promises to be one of the most insane years of our lives, 2024, with the presidential election. Possibility that's not even going to happen because of World War III. Sorry, I got a little, little distracted by that. Ben Shapiro, in that last video, again, you... These soft-headed people want to play the moral equivalence game. What he's saying is, if you're not with us, you're against us. That's what he's saying. He's saying, if you're not with us, then you support the terrorists. That's his point. In my opinion, there is no moral equivalency. And if you want to force Americans to take a side, I would firmly land on the side of the... Palestinian Gazans being bombed in their hospitals and not on the side of Israel who is bombing the hospitals and the journalists and has killed over 6,400 children in the last month and a half. What is the moral equivalency to that? And this makes no sense. And before people read into that where they shouldn't, If you go back to the Iraq war, if you're going to try to derive some sort of moral equivalence between America and Iraq, or if you're going to demand that 
you choose one side or the, over the other, I'm on the side of Iraq, actually. Because Iraq didn't starve half a million American children to death. Iraq didn't come into America with overwhelming force and destroy all of our infrastructure and cripple us to a point that we've never recovered. That never happened. We did that to Iraq. That's our fault. And it was bad and immoral to do so. Does that mean I'm anti-American? Do you think I'm anti-American? America's all I got. How am I supposed to be anti-American? I want to live in an America that doesn't do horrific, horrible, immoral things. And that's up to me to speak out against it. But if you stand there and co-sign and approve and call for even more immoral things for your country to do, then there is no moral equivalency between both sides. You're on the side that's evil and bad and wrong. And this is the type of stuff I'm talking about. This is clip number 20. This is a guy on Israeli television. And I've never seen, I mean, you know, I guess Hamas doesn't control a lot of uh, television stations, so I, I don't hear a lot from them anyway. But whether you're reading the Osama bin Laden letter or listening to speeches by Hassan Nasrallah of Hezbollah, I have never, ever heard one of their supporters use language like this in this way that this Israeli person talks on on Israeli media. And I know he doesn't speak for all Israelis. He certainly doesn't speak for all Jews. That's obvious. I shouldn't have to make that justification, but I know people will think that I am. But think about the mindset. Think about the atmosphere. Think about the culture that a sophisticated, well-dressed, well-respected man would feel it safe and appropriate to go on television and to literally call for genocide worldwide against all of his racial enemies. And you tell me what the moral equivalence of this is. Let's watch this uh, Israeli newscast, shall we? I'll read along. He says, we tell you every day, we are coming. We are coming. We are coming to Gaza. We are coming to Lebanon. We are coming to Iran. We are coming everywhere. You must take this into account. How many of you will we kill? How many of you will we slaughter instead of every Israeli killed? You will not see this killing. In all Arab history, I'll tell you what will happen if you don't know. I will tell you the next killing. Massacres you cannot imagine. If we boycott the whole world, we are ready to enter into a confrontation with America and the whole world. We will kill as much as we want from you and those who support you. We will send you to meet God. That's for sure. This is Israel's approach. Solidarity on social media. Write freedom for Palestine. Do all your crying. We will come to destroy you. To destroy you. To destroy you. Share this video. Okay, yeah, we will. Thanks. For all Palestinian friends to know what we will do with you. I mean, my God. My God. Again, this is a dude on Israeli television 
literally saying share this video around. I I don't even know if you can point to a speech of Hitler that that's is that brutal. We're coming to Lebanon. We're coming to Iran. He even says they'll go to war with America. We'll take you out for daring to suggest that we show any humanitarian, you know, humanitarian concern for the Palestinian people. You will not see this killing in all of Arab history. I'll tell you what will happen if you don't know. He's just like massacres you cannot imagine. And it's just like, okay, uh, I want to be on the other side of this guy. Who, whatever this guy represents, I'm against, okay? Whoever is talking like this, especially when you consider that Israel is a first world country that is propped up and supported by billions upon billions upon billions of dollars from every Western nation, from America to all of the diaspora sending money in, They're armed with the most advanced, sophisticated weaponry money could possibly buy. And the people he's threatening live in rubble and fight with stones. And he's threatening them with massacres you can't even imagine. And how many times have we heard them talk about how they're going to Lebanon next? I mean, how many times have we heard the dangerous threat of Russia? If Russia gets away with what they're doing in Ukraine, they'll move on to the next place. We have Israeli officers, Israeli politicians, Israeli television presenters, all who are completely open going, next on the list is Lebanon. There is an Israeli politician. I had the the clip yesterday, or the, the link yesterday, if we go to yesterday's show. He has a picture of Beirut, and he just subtitles it Beirut dot 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 before. Because obviously you see a lot of pictures now where it's Gaza before, and it's a nice, thriving, lovely area. And then Gaza after, and it's all rubble and destruction and death and misery and chaos. So he's saying that's what we're going to do to Beirut next. Here's the Beirut before. Take your pictures now because we're going to burn it to rubble. That's an Israeli politician. So where's the moral equivalency of that, Ben? If Ben Shapiro wants to pretend like playing both sides is so bad, I do think it's bad because that side is wicked. Finally, after close to a year, in early November, where I'm cutting this ad, we finally got one of our flagship products back in stock, Ultra 12, the highest quality vitamin B12 organic. You take it out of the tongue so you get better absorption of the body through your blood vessels. And what it does to every system in your body is simply incredible. It's the natural, clean energy, focus, immune system, everything. And it's 40% off exclusively at InfoWarsStore.com. This has been rated as the best B12 in the country. It's available from a top lab that we private label it through at InfoWarsStore.com. Ultra 12, vitamin B12, taken sublingually, now back in stock at InfoWarsStore.com. Or you can call toll-free and order it as well, 888-253-3139. And Ultra 12 funds the InfoWar as well. Navigating the maze of mainstream narratives, Harrison Smith finds the hidden paths in the war room.
President Xi entered the United States with zero U.S. flags being flown and was given the red carpet treatment, replete with U.S. soldiers holding the communist flag. The optics are obvious, and there has never been a more important time to pay attention to what is happening to the republic than right now, because it is being sold down the river right in front of our eyes. Why else would the Secretary of State look like he's a witness to treason? Well, Mr. President, it's good to see you again. We've spent many hours together over the last uh, 10 or 12 years, and uh, to host you in the United States is a great honor and a pleasure. China's art of war psyop is ongoing and exhausting, but the tactics have paid off for China as those within our government bleeding America dry arrogantly aid and abet China's campaign to dominate the West. Mr. President, after today, would you still refer to President Xi as a dictator? Term, uh, that we used earlier this year. Well, look, he is. I mean, he's a dictator in the sense that he, he is a guy who runs a country that is a communist country that is based on a form of government different than ours. The China-U.S. relationship, which is the most important bilateral relationship in the world, should be perceived and envisioned in a broad context of the gl- of the accelerating global transformations unseen in a century. It's from the river to the sea. It's used by terrorists to call for the genocide of the Jewish people. Do you regret using it? While the Democratic Party leadership foments total chaos as pro-Palestinian Democratic zealots turn on their masters as they storm the DNC. New World Order Tunnel Vision now occupying the party's objectives as their anti-Semitic supporters spiral into pure chaos. Folks say, oh, they're just cleaning up this place because all those fancy leaders are coming into town. Um, That's true because it's true. China's suck-up Newsom is all in on his role in the emergence of a communist-style government in the Golden State as he blatantly admits that San Francisco was cleaned up for Communist China President Xi's visit, not for the residents of San Francisco. Talk about our dependence on China. Today we're actually talking about Xi Jinping, picking on Donald Trump's word vermin to talk about that status quo. You know what's vermin? What's running around San Francisco on a given day before Gavin Newsom cleaned it up on a dime to roll out the red carpet for Xi Jinping. If he could do that for Xi Jinping, he could have done it on an ordinary day. And yet we're here sitting talking not about the substance of that, but on one word that Donald Trump said in some speech in Miami. This is what's wrong with the mainstream media. Let's be honest, though. Gavin didn't stand a chance. Biden's the one that's been bribed. Biden's the one who didn't pop the spy balloon. Biden's the one who covered up the lab leak. Biden's the one who stored his classified documents in Chinatown. Gavin's going to have to work a lot harder. The Chinese bribe his family and he drops sanctions. Chinese spies steal our trade secrets and the Biden family defends the spies in court. The United States has so much economic and military leverage over China, but we can't use it because China has leverage over our president. China's in a demographic death spiral. Their real estate market's blowing up. Their GDP's dragging. Investors are souring. Now's the perfect time to squeeze the Chinese. But since the president's compromised, Chinese behavior isn't changing, and Chinese profits are still flowing to corporate America. It's a win-win for everyone except the American people.
And as the jaws dropped of Americans paying attention to the blatant treason before their eyes, the FCC adopted rules to prevent and eliminate digital discrimination, essentially ensuring that the nefarious 5G towers will now reach every American community while stifling innovation by grinding the Internet to a slow halt via big government regulation as China launches the world's first right, folks, the next latest generation from John internet Bown, It's called More The New World Order China. Infiltrates the Republic. The New World Order Infiltrates the Republic, now available at band.video. Go there, share the link, clip it yourself, upload it yourself. Harrison Smith presents War Room on InfoWars. All right, welcome back, folks. This is The War Room. I'm your host, Harrison Smith. We still have a lot of videos to show you, a lot of stories to cover here. We're going to open up the phone lines for your calls this hour. Take your calls throughout the rest of the show. Let's talk a little bit about the visit of Xi Jinping. You know, I haven't really covered that too much. Because there's not too much to say that's not being said by all the other you know, people critical of this. I'll just say that... Uh, It's like just an insult. It's just a blatant spitting in the face of the American people. And it's the exact same thing that happened when President Biden went down to the border to visit and these streets that had been clogged with immigrants for weeks upon weeks were just cleared up all of a sudden. Within a couple hours, they were all gone. Same thing happened in San Francisco. Same thing happened with the Haitian migrants under the bridge at Eagle Pass. Weeks upon weeks, you had tens of thousands of people, chaos and strife and struggle. And and then that picture came out of the guy using the whip, what looked like using the whip. He was really whipping his horse. It became an embarrassment for the administration. And so it was gone the next day. The next day was all cleaned up completely. And it just shows that none of this stuff is impossible to figure out. None of this stuff is impossible to stop. It's being allowed to happen. It's being continued on purpose. And here's the thing. This image that you're seeing right here, the headline from Los Angeles Times in San Francisco, Asian Americans have mixed feelings about Biden meeting with President Xi. And there's lots of these images, and there's lots of these videos of American streets lined with Chinese flags and Chinese people. And, you know, there's a lot of back and forth on this of some people going, it's a it's Red Dawn, it's the Chinese takeover, and other people going, what's wrong with you? It's, you know, it's people who are proud of their country, and they're, you know, they're Americans, but they're of Chinese heritage, and they're welcome to celebrate that. What's wrong with that? But I want you just to think about how this would be the other way around. What if the President of the United States went to China and lining the road all through his parade route were American people waving American flags. Now, sometimes when, like, Trump would go to Japan, you'd see Japanese people waving American flags because they liked what Trump was about. But it wasn't American people. And if you saw that, if you saw that there were Chinese cities with just millions and millions of Americans who waved American flags, who thought of themselves as American. It'd be pretty obvious that America was colonizing China, right? 
and this is the thing, there's only two forms of energy in the universe. There's expanding and contracting, right? And this is true for populations or races as well. And right now, China is expanding and they're sending their people out and they're filling up positions and buying houses and taking over in places like Canada and places like California. And many of them are not loyal to America. They are loyal to China and they see themselves as emissaries and ambassadors of this foreign nation engaged in a takeover of America because America is weak. I would much rather live in a world where America was sending our people out and America was colonizing everybody else. If it's got to be one or the other, I'd rather see America Americans moving to China and waving American flags when our president visits than Chinese people taking over here and showing their loyalty to the Chinese president when he comes to town. Because I understand there's a lot of Chinese people that flee China, realize how bad the communist system is, come to America, and are some of the most strident and important American patriots because they actually have seen both sides and have made their decision that freedom and liberty in the West is the right way and that China is the wrong way. Those people don't go out and wave the communist flag for Xi Jinping, but these people did. And we saw the clip in the last little segment of Gavin Newsom basically making light of the situation, saying, yeah, we cleaned up because the fancy leaders are coming into town. (laughs) So, you know, and and he basically uh, equates it to like, yeah, you clean up your house when uh, your your in-laws come to town, which kind of makes sense, except to take that metaphor, that allegory to its end, or just to think about it fully. Just because you do a little bit of cleaning up when the in-laws come to town doesn't mean that you allow your children to live in filth the rest of the time. And that's the thing. It's one thing if you do if you do a little spot cleaning. You do a little extra cleanup. But that's not the case. Before the Chinese delegation comes to town, it was hordes of drug-addicted zombies literally dying and crapping themselves all over the city. So it's not like, oh yeah, we we polished the silver before the in-laws came. <laughs> Big deal. It's like, no, before the in-laws came, your children were covered in rats and sores and lice and were living in their own feces and were getting into the medicine cabinet and poisoning themselves. And then you cover that up when it's time for the inspection to happen. It's despicable the way they treat America and Americans. None of these problems are that big of an issue. And there's even a post on Twitter. There's an article about the way San Francisco was cleaned up. You know how they got rid of all the homeless people living in, in parks? You know how they got rid of all the open-air drug markets, uh, they sent police officers to ask everyone to leave, and they all left. That's how it worked. They went to the uh, the drug market, 
and some dude with a with a truncheon, with a billy club, simply walked around going, hey, you got to get out of here. You got to go. You got to go. Pick up your stuff. You got to go. And that's what happened. They picked up their stuff and they left. Now, I have to wonder if there's going to be some sort of unforeseen consequence of this. Because if you remember a couple years ago, there was a really big hepatitis A outbreak in California. And do you remember what started that? What started that was in San Diego, the Petco Stadium was a homeless camp. And there were thousands of homeless people living around this stadium. But they wanted to have a fancy uh, Major League Baseball bash there. It was going to be the Major League Baseball Hall of Fame game or whatever it was. And so they packed up all the homeless people and they shipped them to under a bridge somewhere and did not provide them sanitary facilities and had recently, by the way, banned plastic bags in grocery stores, which is the preferred toilet system of homeless people. And so you shove a ton of homeless people in a small area under a bridge to get them out of the way because they're they're an eyesore, but you don't give them sanitary facilities and they don't even have plastic bags because, you know, you have to save the environment or whatever. And it started a hepatitis A outbreak that ravaged the entire homeless population all over California. I also find it particularly ironic that it's the Petco Stadium and that this whole outbreak of Hep A was about not having poop bags. You know, the type that you get at Petco. So I wonder if there's going to, I wonder like where they put all the homeless people. I wonder if they did just shove them under the Golden Gate Bridge. Just threw them into the bay. I don't know. I don't know where they went. But the way they did it, the incredible, you know, impossible thing that they did was they sent the authorities to say, hey, you uh, get out of here. Hey, get out of here. You Uh, move along, sir. Get out of here. You can't do drugs here. You can't poop here. Get out of here. And that was it. It was solved. That was it. Same thing with illegal immigration. Same thing with just crime in general. You just need the authorities to uphold the law. Problem solved. Please listen closely because this is life-changing critical information. The globalists are bombarding us with toxic chemicals hitting us in the air, the water, the food, the 5G, the poison shots, the shedding, GMO, all of it. But God's given us compounds through nature that do incredible things in our body. And one of the most important, if not the most important, is vitamin B12. We've got the best organic vitamin B12, Ultra 12, a bestseller, finally back in stock after close to a year being sold out. You take it under the tongue for better absorption, and it's 40% off right now at InfoWarsStore.com. So go to InfoWarsStore.com right now. Get your Ultra 12 and other great products. And for 40% off, some products are even more, and it keeps the show on the air. That is a 360 win. The only way you lose is not taking action. I thank you all for your support, being part of this fight. Now go to InfoWarsStore.com right now. I talk a lot about the great successes InfoWars has had. I don't think anybody can deny it. And it is because of listeners and viewers supporting us. But when we talk about the crew at InfoWars, people behind the scenes, the researchers, the writers... They really have been the MVPs in this fight. And when you look at Harrison Smith and Owen Schroyer and the hard work they engage in every day, five, six, seven days a week, it's really just incredible. 
So for myself, the whole InfoWars crew, I thank you for your past support. And I want to encourage you now to realize that InfoWars cannot stay on air if you do not support us. I know you spread the word. I know you pray for us. and That's wonderful. Keep doing it. But most viewers and listeners never go to InfoWarsStore.com and you never buy great products that enrich and empower your life while at the same time keep us on air. I know that less than 1% of our listeners actually go buy products at InfoWarsStore.com. If just 1% more of you took action and went to InfoWarsStore.com, our funding problems will be over. Please take action now. The War Room. InfoWars.com forward slash show. All right, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Let's talk a little bit more about old Xi Jinping's visit to the colony. Stories of InfoWars, China decries Biden's off-script dictator Xi comment as, quote, extremely wrong political maneuvering. So yes, after rolling out the red carpet, meeting Xi Jinping, state dinners, the whole pomp and circumstance, welcoming this foreign leader, before he leaves U.S. soil, Biden is calling him a dictator again. Just a little odd. I mean, he's not wrong, but if he's a dictator, why'd you roll out the red carpet for him? (laughs) Why are you so eager to be really good friends with him? I mean, It's like, can can the left just go 24 hours without blatantly contradicting themselves? Obviously not. But we have two funny videos of this same instance. One funnier than the other. First, we've got a clip number two. Biden, here he is, calling Xi Jinping, who he just, you know, got got done chumming, chumming it up with and hugging and, you know making agreements with. Now he thinks he's a dictator. Xi Jinping still on U.S. soil when he makes this statement. Let's go now to clip number two. After today, would you still refer to President Xi as a dictator? This is a term uh, that you used earlier this year. Well, look, he is. I mean, he's a dictator in the sense that he, he is a guy who runs a country that is a communist country that based on a form of government totally different than ours. President Biden's last answer there uh, might have been a bit awkward, but true after uh, what? A little awkward. A little awkward. I want him to elaborate, though. We'll talk about the elaboration in just a second. First, as noted in this InfoWars article, cameras happened to catch Secretary Anthony Blinken's reaction in real time. Here is Anthony Blinken's clip number 25, if we have it. Uh, here's Anthony Blinken, his actual real-time reaction to President Biden calling Xi Jinping a date. Which, by the way, this has been a big issue for a while. Like, he, Biden has said this before, and China, you know, demands an apology, and they apologize. It's like this has happened before. He's doing it again. Because, ironically... Biden himself is a stupid old dictator who is trying to sort of separate himself from the other dictators by calling them dictators. When in reality, he himself is the one imprisoning his political opponent, Donald Trump. He's the one whose DOJ 
just today announced no charges for the documents, for the Biden document scandal. Nah, they're letting that slide. They let it slide with Hunter Biden. The DOJ was weaponized in order to spread fake news to conceal the crimes of his son. I mean, who sounds like a dictator here? Who's the one imprisoning their political opponents for their peaceful protest? Probably Xi Jinping, sure, but definitely Biden. This little bit of the pot calling calling the uh, kettle black. But here's Anthony Blinken's immediate reaction upon Biden, basically undercutting any sort of diplomatic connection that they had made over the last week or so. Let's watch. Mr. President, after today, would you still refer to President Xi as a dictator? This is a term uh, that you used earlier this year. Well, look, he is. I mean, he's a dictator in the sense that he, he is the guy that runs the country that is a communist country that is based on the government totally different than ours. <laughs> yeah, Anthony Blinken looks like he just smelled something rather unpleasant. Like he winces. He physically winces. How badly do you think Blinken wants to quit? Uh, Every time we see Blinken, he is just a mess. He's just a bundle of nerves. He's constantly just lurking behind Biden, waiting for the next disaster. And he's the one really running the country right now. I mean, you think Biden's actually running the country? He can't even get his talking points right. And they're sitting right in front of him on a giant cue card. So Biden is not running the country. Anthony Blinken is running the country with the added problem of having to deal with Biden being out in the front, just making an absolute mess of everything. And as Michael Tracy points out, again from the InfoWars article, for all the screeching about Trump allegedly destroying diplomatic relations, I don't recall him ever doing something so wildly boneheaded as blowing up a summit with China by calling President Xi a dictator while Xi was still physically present in the U.S. attending events. Oh, they just are the worst, folks. They just are the worst. My God. Citizen Free Press, Blinken looked like he wanted to crawl in a hole when Biden said G was a dictator. Yeah, visibly dying in real time. After the above clip, the press was ushered out of the room fairly quickly. (laughs) Like, all right, uh, we're done here. Thank you. We're done. We're done. Thank you. But, you know, that's the Democrats. That's just the Democrats. Uh, Luckily, we have, you know, a Republican majority in Congress. They're fighting hard for their constituents. Let's go to clip number 22. Here's a video. New Speaker of the House, true patriot Mike Johnson put out today. Talk about what he and the Republicans are doing for the American people. Let's watch. There are few issues in Washington that could bring together leaders of both parties and both chambers, but the survival of the state of Israel and her people unites us together. Ah, dang it. Let me be very clear. The United States stands unequivocally with our friend, our ally, Israel. This is a fight between good and evil, between light and darkness. It is my hope that this gathering today serves as a reminder to the entire world that the United States stands proudly with Israel and the Jewish people forever. Forever. 
All right, my fault. Sorry, my fault. I had misinformation there. I thought for sure the Speaker of the House of the Congress of the United States would would have America as its uh, priority. I'm sorry. That was an assumption maybe I shouldn't have made. I mean, this will be a challenge. Maybe we'll give out to our callers. What has Mike Johnson done since the time he became Speaker that has not been solely and completely for Israel? Honestly, it's... Well, it's very annoying, I guess, is a way to put it. It's very annoying. As soon as he becomes Speaker of the House, the first thing he does is place a call to Bibi Netanyahu. Great. The second thing he does is put a bill forward to ensure that we're sending billions of dollars to Israel to help them in the fight. And it seems like everything he's done since then has been solely and completely for the sake of and in the interest of Israel. Am I crazy here? Am I crazy? Do we have a government? Do the American people have anybody they care about us? Like it's either the Democrats just salivating over communist dictators and rolling out the red carpet for them and and cleaning up cities because the Chinese are coming to town and they can't be bothered to do it for the American people. They just have to do it like a Potemkin village for the foreigners. And on the other side are the Republicans who are just gushing love of Israel at every breath. Nothing being done for the American people ever. Finally, after close to a year, in early November, where I'm cutting this ad, we finally got one of our flagship products back in stock, Ultra 12, the highest quality vitamin B12 organic. You take it out of the tongue so you get better absorption of the body through your blood vessels and what it does to every system in your body is simply incredible. It's the natural, clean, energy, focus, immune system, everything. And it's 40% off exclusively at InfoWarsStore.com. This has been rated as the best B12 in the country. It's available from a top lab that we private label it through at InfoWarsStore.com. Ultra 12, vitamin B12, taken sublingually, now back in stock at InfoWarsStore.com, or you can call toll-free and order it as well, 888-253-3139, and Ultra 12 funds the InfoWar as well. The War Room, InfoWars.com forward slash show. back the layers of the day's events to reveal the core truth. War Room with Harrison Smith. All right, welcome back. Ladies and gentlemen, this is War Room. I'm your host, Harrison Smith. We're going to open up the lines for your phone calls. Second half of this show, the number to dial is 1-877-789-2539. 1-877-789-2539. Lines now open on the War Room. Give us a call, 1-877-789-2539. Now accepting calls about really any and all uh, topics. I want to go to a really good video by Taylor Hansen. Taylor Hansen, friend of the show, incredible activist. He went around the streets of uh, Dallas, I believe, asking people if they thought we should ban books. Of course, the overwhelming response was no, of course not. We don't ban books in this country. And then he started showing people the books that they have in elementary schools. And people realized this wasn't about banning books. 
This was about preserving the innocence of children and keeping pornography out of the hands of toddlers. So I want to go to clip number 21 here. Amazing work by Taylor Hansen for, I guess, something called Tenant Media. But here he is asking people on the streets of Dallas if they think that it's right that those Republican Nazis are trying to ban books for kids. Let's watch. Should we be banning books in schools? No. No? Absolutely not. No banning. Could you just read through this page for me? Out loud. Let her read it. Read it out loud, please. Oh, you won't? Yes, ma'am. <laughs> Perhaps the most important skill you will master as a gay or bi man is, in the, is the timeless classic, the hand job. You picked the right people to read this. That shouldn't just really be a book. Oh! First of all, we have reading glasses. No, I, I would not want that in there. See, not even the graphic, right? No. You haven't even read it yet. I don't want to see that. Absolutely. Licking the bottom. Bruh. And scat. Scat. Eating poop. You want me to keep going? Yeah, I mean, if you want to keep going, you can. (laughs) Uh, Brilliant stuff. Tenant Media. Tenant Media. And uh, (laughs) it's so good. That's so good. Uh, Honestly, that's like the most effective piece of street activism I've seen in a very long time. Because you can see people just immediately change their minds. They go from just like, no, never, never banning books. And they're just like, well, here's the book. And there's like, this shouldn't be a book. <laughs> Not this shouldn't be in the, no, no, this shouldn't even be a book, folks. Burn it, burn it now. <laughs> Brilliant, brilliantly done. Sometimes that's all it takes. Like, that's the thing, man. It's so easy to control people with a portion of information. That's what it's all about. It's all about providing an idea without the context, right? They run around saying these Nazi Republicans are trying to ban books from elementary school and they have banned book parties or they read like To Kill a Mockingbird and things like that, which is hilarious because it is 100% the left that is banning things like To Kill a Mockingbird or, you know, Tom Sawyer. They're the ones who are, cha- I mean, they changed the words of the Roald Dahl books because they were too offensive. They are full-on 1984 memory-holing children's books that are perfectly fine. They're, they're not offensive. They're not anything. I mean, it's just like talking about how, you know, thinking ugly thoughts makes a person ugly on the outside. And it's like, that's a good lesson for kids to learn. They're like, well, but that's offensive to ugly people. It's like, okay, all right, so we can't have that book anymore. Meanwhile, if people actually knew the books that Republicans didn't want in schools, if they actually could see them, they're not just in favor of keeping them out of schools. They want them to be eliminated as books. So again, They'll tell you that Republicans are banning books. They'll equate it to the Nazis. They'll get you on their side with that phrase alone. The big point that they're leaving out is why they want these books removed, what these books show. It's cartoon, hardcore pornography, you weirdos. This shouldn't, it shouldn't exist in book form. And it certainly shouldn't exist in elementary schools. This is not complicated. But I thought that was an incredible, uh, incredible tactic that Taylor Hansen was uh, taking there. We'll have to get him on. So I'm sure there's a longer version of that video that I would really like to see. We'll reach out to him, see if we can't get him on soon. 
Uh, I want to go to one more video here, and then we'll go out to phone calls. But this is from the Babylon Bee. And, of course, it just makes uh, perfect sense in the you know, modern media landscape. Clip number 19, five troubling signs your baby might be a white supremacist. Look out, folks. Let's watch. Oh, hi. Have you or a loved one had a baby recently? We hate to say this, but you might have just brought a white supremacist into the world. Don't worry, though. We're here to help. It's important to always look for clues of racist tendencies in your newborn so that you can nip that in the bud. Here are five troubling signs that your baby might be a white supremacist. Sign number one, he's white, which automatically makes him a racist. If your newborn is white, then sorry, it's game over. Your baby will be irredeemably racist forever. Sad. Sign number two, your baby has no hair, which is a common neo-Nazi hairstyle. Is your baby a skinhead? Having no hair is a colossal red flag. Here's a big one. Shows his white fragility by crying all the time. Crying is a sure sign of defensiveness and a fear of honest conversations around race. Not good. Four, your baby refuses to say Black Lives Matter. Seriously, what is so hard about saying Black Lives Matter? If instead he says things like Goo Goo Gaga, this is even more troubling. The phrase Goo Goo Gaga has 10 letters in it. Do you know what else has 10 letters in it? Heil Hitler. Five, your baby shows colorblindness by playing with other kids regardless of their race. But here's the kicker. Colorblindness is racist. Minorities need their own separate spaces without white invaders. Decolonize your playtime, mom and dad. If you remain vigilant, you may play a part in preventing another baby from becoming a racist. Uh, Unless he's white, of course. There's nothing you can do about that. And Babylon B hitting it on the head once again. Just incredible. By the way, there's just some breaking news that I wanted to uh, bring to you here. Oh, yeah, the uh, gag order on President Trump has been lifted after a higher court in New York decided that he actually has a constitutional right to speak out even when he is being persecuted, which is nice, which is good to see. Uh, Also, some other breaking news just uh, happened here while we're on air. Pentagon fails audit for sixth year in a row. The Pentagon has failed an independent audit of its accounting systems for the sixth consecutive year, a Pentagon spokes official says. Things are showing progress, but it's not enough, says Mike McCord, the Defense Department's chief financial officer. Secretary of Defense Lloyd Austin says, we need to be better at doing this and moving faster. Yeah, that's the problem. Gee, you lose a couple trillion dollars, and suddenly everybody's wanting to, you know, reorganize things. Just incredible. The audit consists of 29 sub-audits of the department services. All must pass for the overall audit to to, uh, receive approval. To conduct the audit, 1,600 auditors conducted 700 site visits and assessed $3.8 trillion in assets and $4 trillion in liabilities. Seven sub-audits passed this year, the same number as last year. No fraud was found. Okay, well, 29 sub-audits and seven of them passed. Well, great. If you're in a Baltimore school, that would be a passing grade. Required by law, the annual audit assesses the record-keeping process for the Pentagon's weapons systems, military personnel, and property around the world. 
The annual exercises help the vast bureaucracy to locate and tally arms, saving money and making it easier to find and ship some critical technology to Ukraine. <laughs> oh, boy. They just waste, lose, swindle trillions of dollars. And here's the thing. That's actually better than it being used for what it's intended for. I actually prefer that trillions of dollars just disappears into the black hole of the Pentagon than it actually gets spent on weapon systems sent to Ukraine or Israel so they can carry out pointless, horrific, murderous wars overseas. So there's that. Please listen closely because this is life-changing critical information. The globalists are bombarding us with toxic chemicals hitting us in the air, the water, the food, the 5G, the poison shots, the shedding, the GMO, all of it. But God's given us compounds through nature that do incredible things in our body. And one of the most important, if not the most important, is vitamin B12. We've got the best organic vitamin B12, Ultra 12, a bestseller, finally back in stock after close to a year being sold out. You take it under the tongue for better absorption, and it's 40% off right now at InfoWarsStore.com. So go to InfoWarsStore.com right now. Get your Ultra 12 and other great products and for 40% off. Some products are even more, and it keeps the show on the air. That is a 360 win. The only way you lose is not taking action. I thank you all for your support, being part of this fight. Now go to InfoWarsStore.com right now. The eugenicists over 100 years ago were very public about their plans. They financed major universities. They ran full-page stories and advertisements pushing their propaganda in the New York Times, other major newspapers, that the family as we know it is a bad thing and must be ended. And the first step in that is getting women out of the household and teaching women that cooking dinner and taking care of your sons and daughters and husbands is a bad thing. And I was just sitting here tonight making dinner for my daughter, my four and a half year old daughter. My wife makes dinner a lot of times, but I like to make it as well. I love to make breakfast. And literally, it's the funnest thing on earth to make food for your family and be nurturative and then all sit down together and have that communal event. And that's what the system is attacking and bombarding is our normal biological actions are coming together. They really are sick, evil, scientific cult of filth that want to domesticate us and turn us into lab rats. We cannot let this continue. Infowars.com forward slash show. Here's an interesting story before we go off to phone calls. Brazil's Christ the Redeemer, famous statue above um, Rio de Janeiro, will welcome Taylor Swift with a special projection. Taylor Swift is slated to continue the Latin American leg of her Eras tour in Brazil with six shows across Rio de Janeiro and Sao Paulo. Christ the Redeemer statue will apparently she will apparently be projected onto the Christ the Redeemer statue. It's a little weird. Mayor Eduardo Paes announced uh, confirmed that a projection would be displayed on the statue Thursday and compared the impact of the singer-songwriter's arrival to the likes of singers Michael Jackson and Madonna. We will properly honor Taylor Swift and her her arrival to the territory tonight. It's a little, a little blasphemous, if you ask me, but 
Okay. The mayor's announcement comes after an online movement for fans who pleaded for Omar Raposo, rector of the Sanctuary of Christ the Redeemer, to project a shirt from one of Swift's music videos onto the statue upon her arrival. Okay. So the guy agreed, but only if Swifties, if only if Taylor Swift fans managed to donate 20,000 units of panettone, a sweet bread eaten at Christmas, and clean water, water as part of a fundraiser to support local charities. All right, well, that's not so bad. That's not so bad. I think uh, when they when they put up, you know, get vaccinated, ah, was a little, that was a little iffy. But all right, they're saying you, you donate 20,000 units of, uh, you know, food for the poor, then we'll put a projection. That's okay. I'm okay with that. Yeah, I'm less okay with the vaccine saves. When you're talking about the savior of the human race, Jesus Christ. That's a little blasphemous. That I don't like. All right, let's go out to your phone call. Oh, my God. All right, well, I have to go to John. I have to go to line 11 here. Is this true, John? John's. Thanks for calling in, John. What do you have for us? Hi. So um, a new little rumor has been spreading around uh, Telegram, and it comes with the screenshot of a newspaper clipping that says that Pete Buttigieg, when he was in his middle teens, was arrested on suspicion of strangling at least five dogs. What the hell? Pete Buttigieg, the the transportation secretary, was arrested as a teenager for strangling at least five dogs. Uh, to death, then, I imagine? Yes, yes, to death. And then when you see his face at that age and the smile he gives, uh, you believe it. it the, the picture matches the story. Okay, hold on. We're being fact-checked here. We're being fact-checked. It's, okay, good, it's good. from Snopes, but hold on. We're, we're at factcheck.org, too. Fake newspaper clip about Buttigieg <laughs> circulates on social media. Well, I, I think he's going to run for president, and I think they're going to try to cover it up. That is hilarious. A representative of the campaign said no comment on the fake article, but directed us no to a story. No comment? In the, no comment on the South Bend <laughs> Tribune. That's the worst possible answer i mean i guess saying yes is pretty bad too but no comment is pretty much saying yeah it's true i don't know (laughs) i mean it's just a rumor allegedly allegedly he uh yeah he has a face of someone who would like to strangle dogs and watch them die in my he has the face of someone we're not saying he is a dog strangler we're saying if you were to cast a dog strangler in a movie you would choose Pete Buttigieg. Yep. Uh, and uh, hopefully it's just strangling, right? I mean, we're, we're just, let's just say, it, it, let's hope that's all it is. Let's hope. Let's hope that's all that is. But, okay. But yeah, I had to share that. But, uh, on a, you know, on a more serious note, you know, um, I, I want to say that uh, the clip that you played earlier of, of that guy saying that we're going to take over Lebanon next and attack Iran next and anybody who's not with us is against us. Uh, man, that that kind of reminded me of the bad guys from Star Wars. A little bit, a little bit, actually. Yeah, you know, it's kind of like uh, uh, it's kind of like when when the Death Star 
uh, obliterates Alderaan, you know, the Empire was just defending itself. Wow. Yeah, there was actually rebel bases uh, in the core of Alderaan, so it's acceptable loss. That's right. The rest of the Alderaanians were uh, human shields. Yeah, well, that, they're responsible for what they elected at the end of the day, so what yeah. can you do? Gosh, very true. That's what, that's what we need now, a shot of the Death Star obliterating Alderaan with the line, the Empire has a right to defend itself. Yeah, and I want to ask those people, does Syria have the right to defend itself? Or is that, oh, that an American? Yeah. Yeah, it is. <laughs> what do you think about the, uh, have you seen the stuff about the Osama bin Laden letter? Uh, it's being like redacted or well, being recirculated and censored. Yeah, so it was on the Guardian for like twenty years, and then I guess it went viral on TikTok, and the Guardian took the article down. Uh, there are two letters: one was from two thousand two, one was from two thousand eight. But yeah, there's all these people on on TikTok being like, "Oh my God, he was right all along." Uh, well, that's that's a silly thing to say. In reality, the uh, the CIA uh, guy who wrote that just just did a good job crafting a believable. A cover story is all it is. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. It's just, uh, it's weird, man. Uh, you know, if you actually read the letter, it's just, uh, yeah, it sounds like a CIA level cartoonish depiction of like a we will jihad and we will impose Sharia law around the world. Uh, I don't get what people are like. There's nothing about it that's like waking people up, except I guess people just literally do not know history. Like they just don't know anything that happened before like 1990. And so if you have somebody be like, uh, actually, you know, uh, Israel was founded by the U.N. and they partitioned it. And it's people are just like their minds are blown by that. They can't understand it. Very weird. Went over to Israel uh, immediately. And, and ultimately, you know, we got to ask people, um, is, is Gaza in Israel or is it in Palestine? I, I, you know, I never you never get a clear answer on that. What would be the answer? I mean, I guess. Yeah, I mean they don't think Palestine exists, so there you go. I guess that's so. An either either it's in a, it's in Israel and they're an apartheid society, or it's Palestine and Palestine exists and obviously existed before Israel. So you can't have your cake and eat it too. It's got to be one way or the other. How dare you? How dare you tell me I can't have my cake and eat it too? That's what it's all about today. Well, thank you for the call, John. Let's go to uh, that's good. Uh, I'm you know I'm not endorsing the Pete Buttigieg strangled dogs narrative. You know, I'm going to go with the fact checkers on this one. I'm just saying he's got the face for it. He does have the face for a dog strangler. Let's go to uh, Max in Canada now. I want to talk about a decentralized corporation that is the most censored group in America. What is this, Max? You're on the air. Great. So uh, I've been following this for about uh, three years now since 2020. Do you remember back in uh, 2020, the company GameStop was in the news a lot for uh, how high the stock price had Sure, to the moon. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, yeah. All right, so. Oh, you there, Max? Hello? Hey, sorry, we, lo- we lost you there. So, yeah. Uh, oh, okay, I'm, I'm here. Okay, GameStop. Okay. Yeah, GameStop was, was in the news because basically a Reddit community called Wall Street Bets decided to basically pump it up and just like buy a ton of game, like make it a meme stock, they called it, and basically massively upped the uh, price of GameStop, right? Yeah. So to fight, uh, to fight Wall Street and the, the corruption that's been going on. So those people, they got cheated out of that and they never left since. Mm. So it's been a battle for the past three years. They've been battling to 
still push this narrative and that this company is going out of business and bankrupt, but it's not. And these investors, they're, they're crazy about this. They are dedicated. These are people, they have families. They want to support their families, their communities. They are buying, directly registering the shares in their name, and taking away corruption and power from Wall Street. And you mentioned earlier in your show that you were looking for a God hit for the elite. This is that hit that's going to take them down and take them for all their money. So where's this take? If people want to look into this, where do they go? So uh, I emailed you guys a bunch of information, but if you want to learn about it right away, just Google Super Stonk Reddit. Oh, Super Stonk? Like like stock, but stonk? Yeah. Okay. Reddit. And that's the, that's the largest subreddit out there where most people from Wall Street bets migrated to. So okay. everyone now on Wall Street bets, they're no longer involved with GameStop. All those people have left, and this is that decentralized company that I speak about where the funding is all coming in from retail. They're all coming together with the same goal, the same call to action to fight this corruption. Interesting. I mean, I remember it was definitely one of those situations where n- nobody involved was breaking any rules, uh, but essentially to protect themselves, Wall Street came in and just wiped the slate clean and just said, you're not allowed to do this. And it doesn't matter if you didn't break the rules. We're stepping in and, and disallowing it, uh, flexing their power in a totally unfair way. Third hour on the other side, folks. More phone calls don't go anywhere. First came Pac-Man, Donkey Kong, and Super Mario Brothers. And now the ultimate retro nostalgia throwback game. I present to the world Alex Jones's New World Order Wars. They're turning the freaking frogs game. I'll eat your ass, you Nazi scum. Let's free the Patriots and defeat the globalist tech geeks. We are going to defeat the globalists very bigly. This game is mostly peaceful. Woo! Ah! Mm, I'm going to lower the world's population. Big deal. I'm taking you down, rapist. I did not have sexual relations with that saxophone. <laughs> Download it now at alexjonesgame.com because as we all know, anything badass gets censored. 